Hello and welcome to Plus One to Gaming. I'm Eric. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to talk about Candlekeep Mysteries. What it is, what we're excited about, and what we're doing to get ready for our own games. Alright, Candlekeep Mysteries... Can you tell us a little bit about it? What I don't know a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of info. So what do we know so far? Yeah, there's not a lot of information out um, about like the official campaigns or anything. What we do know and what I think is really interesting, this is 17 one-shot adventures from levels 1 through 16. So I would imagine it's like one per level with one doubled up, maybe like level 1 or level 5, like a, a really common level. Um, so they're going to be short adventures um they are another interesting thing about this book is that each one shot is created by a different creator um so wizards tapped a bunch of well 17 different creators from the dungeon masters guild um and brought a bunch of people basically up from like triple a uh, to write in the big leagues uh, which is really cool and really interesting I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the Dungeon Master's Guild is a great resource for finding unique, interesting adventures. Mm-hmm. And being able to pull talent from the community is its just going to lend so many different unique perspectives and gameplay scenarios and situations that you really only get just from like having different DMs, yeah. different storytellers. Yeah. So it is, you know, some of these might be dark, some might be lighthearted. I don't really know, but I imagine it's going to run the full gamut. Um, but, I, you know, after reading and playing a lot of the official adventures from Wizards, from Dungeons & Dragons, if they feel like they have the same voice, and a lot of times because they, they do, they, you know, they have the same like core writers. Um, so I, I am interested in, in seeing the different voices that come through in these 17 different adventures. So an- another cool thing about these is that they are they are specifically not designed to be played linearly. They are one shots. It's not a full campaign. It's not a full campaign. Uh, in fact, I, I believe at least what I've read and what I've heard is every single one of these campaigns starts with a book. That is like the hook to get you to go to Candlekeep. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit later about what Candlekeep is. So it wouldn't make sense <laughs> for your characters to keep finding these rare books and keep going back to this um, giant library. Uh, so I, I really like that. Because really, to be honest, like it's hard to finish one of these campaigns. You know, Strahd takes like two years if you play regularly to beat um a lot of they take a long time and most yeah I start we started storm king's thunder how many times two or three i think never finished it um <laughs> never finished strahd <laughs> never finished it you know we uh, we got to the very end of the starter set and it's a small one um i don't feel like the vast majority of groups beat or you know complete quote unquote these these big adventures so this is this is something that any group can do you know any group can pick out whatever level you want to start out whatever level you're interested in get a one shot you can you know one or two sessions you can you can finish the story and have some closure that's really interesting to me 
if you are in a longer, if you're one of the lucky people who have a group that is ongoing, you can throw one of these in anywhere in your in your ongoing campaign. Yeah, that's a great way, especially in between stories. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a lot if you're, especially if you're writing your own adventures. Yeah, having something to pull from, especially if you're just you had an off week, a busy week. Yeah, I love having access to these bite-sized adventures that just they link things together. It's a great opportunity for the party to develop as well. There's a lot of different ways to use them, and it's interesting now because Wizards is creating this ecosystem mm-hmm. of of different books like this that you can pull from. Yes. You, know, you can combine this with Tales of the Yawning Portal and, you know, have some more uh, adventures in your repertoire mm-hmm. that are suitable for your, you know, for your group. Yeah. And Salt Marsh is similar to this too. It's, it's some um, smaller adventures. This is different from those. This is not the retelling of older dungeons or retelling of older stories. This is all new content, which is cool. But that is, I think they've probably realized, you know, you come out with Strahd and no one, no one beats Strahd. Like no one actually gets to go into Ravensloft and and do it because it takes two years to get there. Give the people what they want. And what we want is bite-sized, well-written adventures. That's what I want at at least. least. Yeah, that's what we want. I know there are some core players that really set out to to achieve those things and kudos to them Mm -hmm. to actually making it that far we were not so fortunate <laughs> yes and one of the cool things about candle keep specifically um it is a like core it's you know a core place a core in the lore of the forgotten realms Just going back to the gun the dungeon masters guild uh, there's a book called elminster's candle keep companion and that has a lot more you can do in candle keep so if you do one of these one shots and really like the the aesthetics and the, and the the settings you can stay there longer without having to just keep doing these one shots so again with the community kind of building on these 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 foundations there's already more con- there's more content out there i think this elminsters came out in like 2000 yeah what i love about it, it it just it reminds me of i think my original sort of nerddom stemmed from star wars and mm-hmm. the Star Wars expanded universe. I guess it's now Star Wars Legends yeah. that Disney is ruining, but that's another topic for another day. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact is, just like you've got this place, Candlekeep. It, it, it first appears as like a blip, and then you know so much more community content gets to be added to it, and it becomes this richer experience. So you could spend an entire campaign, you know, outside of this book, the, these individual adventures, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to dive into. A lot more it's just really cool if you want to explore the the lore of this interesting place yeah if you were one of the people who have been into dungeons and dragons for decades or years or whatever and you know a lot about the lore you may not have ever gotten to be in candlekeep before so it it's it is similar to be like you know you're you're playing in a star wars world and all of a sudden you get to go into the jedi temple and do some stuff like it is a place that people know about that hasn't really shown up in a lot of adventures it was in descent to advernus Ad- advernus i'm not really great at saying that word um never played it yeah never played it <laughs> um but it was in that campaign but apparently very briefly um so it, it's interesting it brings it breathes life to 
something that is well known within the lore, but has never really been fleshed out. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about Candlekeep a, a little bit. Like, what is it? Candlekeep is a huge and famous library in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It was originally created by some clerics and some scholars who wanted pre to preserve the knowledge of the world. So I've heard it compared to like the Library of Alexandria or um, like the Citadel where the Maesters live in uh, Game of Thrones. So it's a huge, huge, huge library. Um, supposed to contain, you know, almost every book in the world. It's really interesting because it has its own like culture. Like there are monks that guard it and take care of the books and they they feel like anybody who threatens the books is it's like punishable by death which is really interesting one of the things that i think is kind of cool just a little just a little bit of lore in order to gain access to the library you have to gift them a book or a tome or a scroll or something that they don't already have so it's a way that they grow their knowledge base. So if you are a wizard who wants to go, you know, look th through their magical books or you have a mystery you're trying to find or whatever, and you know the answer's in there, you got to find something they don't already have. And the cool thing is that could be anything from, you know, like a lich's horcrux of a book or like your mom's recipes. <laughs> you know, if they don't have the way to make that blueberry muffin, you're in. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an expensive book that they don't have. It could be anything. They are they are keepers of all knowledge. Wow, you must have taken a nat 20 on that history check. Yeah. That's a really cool hook, though, because a clever player, you know, will be able to gain access that way. Yeah, and apparently, you know, the, the monks are also, they're suspicious of outsiders, but it's a library. So, like, it can't exist, really, without, without outsiders um, coming in and... and taking part of the service but they are discerning so if it was just you know like a poem you wrote on the cart ride there it might not be good enough so they're not just taking receipts you know from from the merchant it is something that they they think should have value but that that scale you know you can work within that which is cool yeah and i'm sure they'll have more guidance once we get the book as to yeah yeah, who knows? The party. Yeah, who knows yeah. if they actually keep that bit of lore? But that has been something that has showed up in, in other books that I that I think is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to because when we get the book, you know, we have a lot of content that we want to record around it. Mm -hmm. But as a as a DM running the first mystery in the book, I think it'll be cool to figure out that what, what that hook is and how it's going to lead, you know, in, into this next adventure. Cause really up until we get it, I have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's a weird place to be kind of as a, as a DM, especially when you're like thinking, okay, let's record some, some like podcast shows about playing D and D mm -hmm. and it's all last minute. Ready, set, go. Yeah. Luckily they're short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what we, what our plan is and what we're going to be doing in the next few months yeah we got a lot of fun stuff yeah so once we get this book when when does it come out you said it, it ships on a certain day yeah I, th I think the drop date is uh march 18th at least that's what when i'm getting it from amazon so okay cool that's um, what I'm yeah so so before the the adventure 
comes out, we were we are going to do a zero session. We're going to bring in a couple friends, keep it kind of small, keep it tidy, do a zero session where we create our characters. We kind of flesh out what we want our party to be and do all of the things that we've talked about before, character building. Once the book comes out, we are going to run these campaigns. We're going to run these little adventures. We're going to record it, put it out for everybody to listen to, and, and really try to have some fun with it. And I'm interested. I'm really excited because, you know, there are 17 of them. And like I said earlier, this is not designed for your character to do 17 times from level 1 to 16. I'm really excited to design 17 different characters. That will be a feat in and of itself. Yeah. I was going to ask you, are we going to rotate Dungeon Master role? Yeah. I mean, well, to be honest, you know, we haven't really fleshed out the full structure of how we're going to link all these adventures together Mm -hmm. and what that uh, full scope is going to look like. But I think the vision is to, to swap roles, swap DMs um, so that everybody gets a chance to engage. Cause you know, a DM running one adventure, you know, it's going to be different for, for each DM. Yeah. They're going to run in a different way. You're going to get different perspectives and different styles and I think that's interesting to see. Yeah, and I think that that's another great thing about a book like this. Undertaking the role of the dungeon master is scary for people who haven't done it before. It's time-consuming, even for people who have done it before. You know, we're all busy, so asking somebody, hey, will you DM this campaign for the next two years is a lot to ask. But, hey, can you run this one-shot for us? Whether you've done it before, whether you haven't, that's not a huge ask. So it, it will be fun to be able to rotate roles. Not only Dungeon Master, who, who is the Dungeon Master, but roles within the party also, every every adventure. Yeah, and I think actually talking about as we switch roles and switch characters and you know campaigns, I think it'll be good to talk about those struggles because... Mm-hmm. You know, one of our friends that's going to join the table, Mark, is not as experienced as a DM. Yeah. And so his learning curve is going to be different than our other friend, Billy, who will join the table, who is very experienced. Yes. You know, and I feel like you and I fall in like different spectrums uh, in, in between there uh, in terms of our style and preferences. So I think being able to talk about and help each other and, and, and hopefully our, you know, folks listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, what is it like running these one shot adventures? Because the, the way you prepare and the skills are maybe a little bit different. Yeah. And I think just knowing like what you need to focus on and what you don't, it just helps you save a lot of time. And you, and at least for me at this point, like I want to spend as much time because it's so precious for us now. Yeah. Play, playing mm-hmm. and and not as much you know trying to prepare you know I, I rather let the story play out as it does than try and you know craft something ahead of time and hope it you know hope it plays out yeah it's usually it's usually better when we just get in there and collaborate together I yeah found. yes i i agree and we're lucky that the people that we play with we we have a good rapport with them and we can kind of operate in the space allotted without causing too much problems um but we yeah. still you know we still want to explore and we still want to have fun and and something like this hopefully will give an easy framework for that to happen in 
and there's going to be so many wacky adventures uh, within this book, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And we're going to want to try, like you said, different you know character types. Maybe we, you know, we've talked about dark and brooding characters, for example. Yeah. You know, it'd be fun to one of us play a dark and brooding and show how that can be annoying and then show how there can be growth and kind of exemplify some of the stuff we actually talk about through yeah. you know, in-game interactions and in-game role-playing. Uh, I think there's just a lot of rich stuff that I'm hoping that we can share that will provide, like, we're not trying to be Adventure Zone. Like, I'm, you know, you're funny. I'm not a comedian. And we don't have any formal training, but yeah, my, my intention is is not to, is to entertain through, you know, quality gaming, through quality interactions and role playing. Yeah. And focus on the storytelling that happens. And with the games that we've played, especially as of late, I've just been so energized by the role playing that happens and the stories that come out of it. Like it's just been the most memorable for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I, I think we're at the top of our game in so far as, as like character creation, role playing and, and working as a team in the game, including the DM. I, I count the DM as the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's all part of that story. Uh, and and when when everybody's kind of like synergized and aligned, you just get such fun and cool experiences. And I just want to help, you know. I just want to show like, hey, that's possible. And yeah, here's how we do that. Because you know, so this is we're gonna do the zero session, mm-hmm. and super excited for that. We won't have the book for that, so you know, we'll talk loosely about the campaign and you know some some just general gameplay and party dynamic stuff yeah and most important thing is like the character creation which i'm so excited i love as a dm that's my favorite part is yeah. seeing the, the characters that come up uh so, and then what i want to do since we have some time before that zero session and the book comes out that i do want to do some kind of one shot that's going to lead us up to and right into the uh the first candle keep adventure so then that way when we have the book we're just we're right there right in that mystery okay and then and then basically session you know session two is we're in the book because that would give us at least something to do in between while we wait because i know i'm going to be chomping at the bit to (laughs) you know and i think that way the the other reason i want to do that if we have time is to um get to know the characters a little bit and mm-hmm. help every you know, help you guys kind of get comfortable in the characters. I, for me, it takes an episode, an episode. It yeah. takes me like a, a couple sessions <laughs> to kind yeah. of really get comfortable with my character. So I think maybe that would be a good chance for, for us to jive a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to have to get good at getting into characters quick. If we're going to play 17 of these um, and, and some might be longer than others. So I, I don't know if we'll be able to do every, every adventure in one sitting. Uh, I think, yeah. I think they are designed to be one or two, which is doable, <laughs> you know, but we'll have to figure out, you know, how long it takes us to do things or whatnot. Um, but we're going to have to, which is, again, it's interesting. It's kind of like, like working out and, and working on the parts of your, your toolkit that maybe we haven't really worked on before because this isn't anything that we've ever done you know 17 one shots nice and fast with 17 different characters 17 different parties so it's i don't know it's that's really interesting to me it's like practice almost like yeah 
it's ambitious and if we decide maybe it's like a rotation of a few characters that's also a fine pivot yeah i'm actually uh, as well spoiler alert a little excited to bring maybe some of my like previous characters back that i've played before um that yeah. might be like level appropriate for or like party appropriate for a one of these i think that that would be kind of fun and like when do you get to do that like you retire your characters after you finish a campaign like very rarely do you get to like dust them off and bring them back out and you've worked so hard on them and grown so attached to them so yeah, i'm excited be, to, it'll be to do that knowing some of those characters it'll be fun to see see them back in action and see how they've grown and evolved yeah hopefully i remember how to play them <laughs> yeah so that i, I think that's going to be a ton of fun being able to get into these, like I said before, bite-sized adventures and, and, you know, explore other, other things as well. Uh, what else, what else are you excited about? I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm really just excited to get a lot of play in. I feel like as, and I, I'm sure that this will resonate, but like as a Dungeons and Dragons fan, a vast majority of the time that I spend is thinking about playing and like, creating characters and and drawing maps and thinking of campaigns and that far outweighs the actual playing that we do something like this just gives us such ease to to just go play 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 like i like i said it, it's it feels like it's gonna it's like a practice regiment um I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to get in there and like use the skills that I've been thinking about and developing in my brain and like actually put them into practice. Yeah. Well, as, as they come up too, let's talk about them and, and kind of work through those processes and those things that you're implementing so that you know, others can benefit from that too. Cause I think that's part of this is cool because we, as you said, we get to improve and develop as we you know implement these skills. Yeah. And, and I think just acknowledging that and sharing that too is it will hopefully, you know, help others do the same. And uh, you know, if folks are listening it'd be awesome to hear you know what you all are doing at your tables it's great to get different perspectives and new mm-hmm. perspectives and have dialogue like the reason we do the show is we were out hiking in utah on a quarantine camping trip you know this is the stuff we talk about you know how yep. to tell how to tell fun stories and how to you know have fun in our games even if we can't play them we're talking about playing them but having these these discussions of you know the, the things we do and the things that we work on to make our games better, you know, the more voices that we have in that conversation, you know, I, I think the better. Yeah, I agree. So if you uh, if you're listening on the YouTube, you can leave comments in the sections. If you're listening onto the podcast, I don't know if you can leave comments on podcasts. But <laughs> I don't think so. If you're it, listening on the podcast, go to YouTube and leave a comment. <laughs> Yeah, but it seems like we have more podcast subscribers than YouTube subscribers, which is okay, because this is supposed to be a podcast. But give us the stars, as many stars as you think is appropriate. Maybe a review, maybe let us know that you're out there. That would be rad. But until then, I think we're going to do our next episode is going to be that zero session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So look forward to that, and I guess we'll catch you next time. Do you want to say goodbye? say goodbye to the podcast how did we say goodbye before what did you say we'll catch you next time something like that you does what you said yeah just do a few (laughs) it feels so weird now (laughs) goodbye everyone i don't know that's so strange
No, it was bad. That was bad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the thing is, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but when they get into the wrap-up section, I end. I don't you don't know. listen to them say goodbye? I don't listen to them say goodbye because they're just talking shit. Well, you know, I mean, the, the benefit about listening to this show is that you don't get to deal with ads or True. like pl- plugs for other shows or yeah, yeah, yeah. like anything else. So. I don't have time to do anything else. No. So you know what? I'm just going to leave this in. This it. is your ads. This, <laughs> this is your is plugs. Your this is the shit that you don't want to listen to at the end of a podcast. If this you're still what... listening at this point, you need to stop. This is what you get. Yeah. Stop what you're doing in this podcast now. We'll catch you later. See you.